Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. And welcome to episode 286 of the AFTN podcast. I am new dad, old dad bod, Joe DC. I'm joined by the only man who has done a professional fell in a charity football game. It's Nicholas Ruprecht. It's totally worth it. It was, it worth, was it. worth it. And I think it was inside the box. I was there that time. It wasn't inside the box. <laughs> we it get... started outside oh, the box. Of course, your slide tackle from behind that seriously hurt that young boy. <laughs> was outside the box, right? <laughs> uh, Nick, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It's been uh, two weeks since the baby. Mm-hmm. First day back at work today, running yeah. on very low fumes. Well, um, yeah, much like the Whitecaps. They are, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they actually just won their game. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, we have an opening question just to get the ball rolling. It's been a while since I've done mm-hmm. this podcast, Nick, because mm-hmm. of uh, young Declan there. Uh, thanks for all the people who tweeted supportive messages and those who also tweeted unsupportive messages with horror stories of how kids sleep one hour in the day and so on. Um, Nick, if you could choose or if you could force Bayern Munich to take another player as well as Alfonso Davies, mm-hmm. who would it be? Uh, at this point, I think I would say take the red card machine, Efren Juarez. <laughs> yeah, a good shout. <laughs> Is it more to get us get him off of our hands and? I, I think so. Yeah, I think that would be basically it. <laughs> he played pretty well in the game that we that I just watched. You were, you were hiking, so you weren't yeah. able to see it. You literally just came off the trail into my house. Um, but we'll discuss that game in a second. I would take. I would give them Breck Shea, and That's for, a good for one. one reason. For one reason, the look that Thomas Muller will give Breck Shea as he tries to do some stupid defending is going to be worth. It's, oh, it's wasting gold. You know that, like, bemused look that Thomas Muller gives players sometimes? He's just like, huh? You know, players that he can't comprehend. That's the kind of look I'm going mm-hmm. after. Um, so let's go back to the regular structure of the show. So there's been a few times where there's been some circumstances that we haven't gone with the regular structure, but let's go back to mm-hmm. it. Actually, funny story before we do. Um, two weeks ago, Nick, do you know why there was no preview show? Because uh, you were having a kid. Yeah. I, me, <laughs> well, me, you weren't having I wasn't having a kid. My wife was having the kid. But um, Gideon and I were just about to record after the TSS Rovers game when I got a call from my wife that we had to go to the hospital. So I rushed, like, minutes before we were about to record that preview show straight to the hospital. And here we are today. So, part one, complete the sentences. Mm-hmm. I feel blank that the Whitecaps have been playing so badly. So what kind of emotion? Um... I don't know. I uh, I feel bad that the Whitecaps have been playing so <laughs> okay. bad. You feel bad for them or bad for yourself? I feel bad for myself and feel bad for them. Because... But you have to watch it, I guess, is part of it. <laughs> yeah, th- there's been a word that's been on Twitter a lot recently is I feel like apathy. Like, you know, like when you've stopped. They feel nothing. They yeah, just exactly. Become, basically, it's... the Whitecaps have made people become nihilists. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, know, I, know, I know we're kind of on like an upturn right now because they just got into the final of the Canadian Championship, but... Even that wasn't the most inspiring thing. Anyway, we'll move on. Davies will play blank games in his Bayern career. Ten games? Ten games, really. Ooh. I, I don't think... I think he will have a hard time... I would imagine he would have a hard time breaking into that mm-hmm. kind of squad. Yeah, we didn't plan this, but later we should go over the depth chart for Bayern in wide, wide positions. I'll try and find that. Yeah, um, I imagine it's impressive. Oh, absolutely. 
Um, <laughs> I'm concerned that he looks too much like David Alaba. You know, we might confuse them on the pitch. And they mm. both play on the left side, so, although yeah. Alaba can play everywhere. Yeah. Um, he does everything. He looks great in a Bayern jersey. Oh, those Davies. Oh, he looks so Are good. Are you going to get a Bayern jersey? I've, I, put a, I put a thing on Twitter. How many yeah. people would like to bulk order with me? Because you, know, you, yeah. you pay for shipping, right? Yeah. Um, a, Bayern, a Bayern jersey with Davies on the back. And I think I've got more than 15 people who are in with me already. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But those jerseys are so expensive. That's the other thing. I, yeah. could, I looked it up on the website. It's like 80 euros. Maybe you get some sort of knockoff ones. <laughs> oh, I, I, do, I do speak Chinese, so it's not, yeah. a, not a hard thing to do if you go on that side of the internet. Um, I believe Davis will play, I'm going to go 40 to 50 games in his Bayern career. 40 Yeah. But like he could go out on loan. I, yeah, that's why I said 10. Because yeah. I think he'll probably but go Bayern out Bayern have a home. B team in, in the Bundesliga 2, I yeah. believe, right? I mean, I assume that's where he would start. Yeah, but he in a lot of his um, press conferences, he's there's been kind of indications that he's there to play, get a chance in the first team, right? Like, if there's so many clubs after him, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be part of the package that they promise him? Like, PSG came in with a bid. We've, talk, we've heard Liverpool and United have been interested. Like, le- like smaller teams like PSV, Eindhoven, things like that. Like... PSV Eindhoven would have been a good team for him to go to. Oh, it would, but like if Bayern's at knocking on the door or Liverpool yeah, I mean, or United. Sure. But I guess but it's that. why why would he go to the team that wouldn't didn't guarantee him, him? playing? Yeah, is there a better place for him to develop than Bayern Munich? Dortmund. Dortmund would probably <laughs> Dortmund would probably be the only one. I like I can't think of an English club that would develop in in a good way. Yeah, um, I mean Ajax. Yeah, but that's like a the second or third tier of of club really i like traditionally one of the biggest teams in the world yeah, of course I mean, but, but now they're they didn't even qualify for the europa league last season but right? that's not their model isn't to yes qualify no, for the europa league I their agree. model is to like develop but, you as a good player but it's outside of their you. it's outside of their business model to buy a player for more than 15 million anyway that's true so that's true. that probably priced them out of that but like the clubs that were interested are just insane yeah um i, I i'm not if you believe the rumors I, those rumors seem substantiated. <laughs> like, uh, I think Farhan, the the guy who works for the Whitecaps on Twitter, mm. he like was dropping these bombs about like how coveted Davies was. I know he's like it's maybe, on his brand. Maybe yeah, exactly. Like, why wouldn't he just try to be? Yeah. But because, well, up, right? well, because like, it, be, what what made me believe it more is that it all happened after the Bayern announcement. Okay. So like he held on to that. Information. But that might still influence well the hype train is gone right we'd like why, why are we hyping him at this point except for mark but then if purposes. you can be like well we can walk away from this deal to yeah talk to these people is this a rare them. is this a rare circumstance that a player who got sold is going to sell more jerseys than any of the current players combined maybe <laughs> it, could, it could well be he's gonna be like anyway i feel like we've deviated a bit we here. have definitely um i believe that the answers to the caps issue is I don't think there's any particularly one answer. I'm going to go for accountability. I I would say maybe lack of investment, but maybe okay. that will change. Yeah, well, they do get um, 100% of the transfer deal. And I um, think poor player selection yeah. a little bit. And this, some more tactical choices as yeah. well. They're, we're in a weird bind where we don't have a lot of cap space, but we don't have a lot of good players either. Yeah. like That's like a... A manager's nightmare you know you can't even acquire players unless you move some on and then there's been it's no secret that they're actively trying, trying to, to get some of them out of here like Brexche and I, I don't like saying it you know like he's had his moments and he was quite good today in the Montreal game um, but we'll discuss that game after yeah we talk about Minnesota mm-hmm. Minnesota are one of the teams that are definitely on the up right now yeah um, I've active I've actively gone to watch like watch their games on DAZN because they've actually been really fun to watch these last few games. Offensively, they're kick, they're clicking, Nick, right? Yeah, I mean, they just destroyed LAFC 5-1. Yeah, yeah. who are second so in, uh, in the left standings. Yeah. yeah, And they're above the caps already. Yeah, and I think they have a, you know, Darwin Quintero basically is their yeah. engine, yeah. for lack of a better word. Yeah, nine goals, four assists. Yeah. Um, He's just a different caliber of player that we're used to seeing, right? Yeah. Well, I think he he can base he's basically the the usually he plays as an AMC yeah, or he, like he a drifts. free roaming yeah. Yeah. kind of playmaker. I mean, he helps in possession. He plays out wide, then he plays in the middle, then he'll play yeah. out wide again. He can pass fantastically. Oh yeah! Like, did you see his 
I forget who the opponent was, but the three chipped goals he scored oh, yeah. in one game. Like, yeah. Like, by the third goal... He was just having fun. Yeah. You know? He was yeah. just doing it for a laugh. <laughs> um, the and technique he, is incredible. Those three goals, I watched them multiple times each. Just a, a fantastic player. And their style and seems to encourage him getting on the ball a lot. Yeah. Well, um, who, I mean, would be a bit of a shame. It might, be, it might sound obvious to you and me, but like, look at our team, right? We, our best players don't get on the ball well, yeah. very often, right? But That's true. Let's keep, it on, let's keep it on Minnesota. You mentioned that they beat uh, LAFC. Well, I wrote mm-hmm. Annihilated on the running order. That's... Um, probably true yeah yeah and actually some very interesting like twitter conversations that i saw um i've been on twitter a lot while i've been holding the baby so that's Mm -hmm. why i have so much twitter content right now but uh a couple of people were saying you know lafc fans don't worry too much about it this is mls those results happen you know two or three times a season you could be a really good team and just get destroyed right um like it's happened to atlanta the first first day of the season against houston they lost like four or five one or something like that when elise was unleashed at at the right wing But it's. I think we can agree on that. It's really been the offense that have caused this uh, upsurge. These three wins on the bounce right now for mm-hmm. for Minnesota. It's the attacking pieces. We've already mentioned Quintero, uh, Ramirez, Ibarra, uh, Nicholson. I've been informed is no longer on the team, even though I keep making that mistake. You really Ru- want him there? I li- I like him. He's a good player. But Ramirez in particular, he plays that central attacking role and yeah. just that self those selfless runs. Yeah. No. And he was a pickup from the USL, wasn't he? I'm not quite sure about that. Or was he? Um, but yeah, he he does. The, yeah, like you said, he does the selfless runs. He does the dirty work, and occasionally he gets set up. Yep, for a tap in for or a nice like tap in from Quintero because he just dribbles through. And he's not everybody. a he's not a small player either. He's like a he's quite not not like a target man, but quite large as well. No, he can throw his body around. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at their formation, like we've mentioned, they have set up to let those attacking players succeed. Mm-hmm. It's a 4-2-3-1. The back line isn't the star of the show at all. We'll no. discuss them a little bit later on. But, um, yeah, Schuler, who's having a great season. I think mm-hmm. um, everywhere I've seen, he's been their, like, second-best uh, player, like, um, in terms of racing-wise. Beside Ibarra, uh, they both have uh, passing success rates of over 80%, which is what you want to see. And... Uh, and Ibsen as well. Ibsen, yeah, as well. Ibsen comes in. Yeah. Um, just a midfield that's functional. You know, they, they know their style and they play it well. Well, I think the roles in their midfield are very well defined. Yeah. Like, Schuler is works well. He doesn't necessarily always win the ball, mm-hmm. even though that... But he's there to make that outlet pass to Quintero. Yeah. Usually, like, that's the guy you're aiming for. Yeah. And then the Ibsen or... Um, Ibarra, yeah, right? they're usually sitting. They're usually the ball winner, ball winning yeah. midfielders. But there. between them, they have nine goals and six assists for yeah, the season. Yeah, that doesn't mean they don't. Yeah, get forward. But I'm just multifunctional, right? Like yeah. what you really want to see. Um, actually, to go back to Ramirez, seven goals. Like Quintero has nine, but Ramirez has seven. Like that's a dynamic duo if you if you have one, right? Like yeah. Quintero down the middle, and then Ramirez to as like that second, not not second well, creator. Quintero but, drifting every. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare to pick him up. Like, um, yeah. if you play a back four, like think of all the spaces that, mm-hmm. that he could um, he could see. If there's any gaps between the back line and mm-hmm. the midfield, Quintero will be there, right? Yeah. Um, assuming that he's not rested for a game like the Whitecaps, who are probably you know an easy um, acquisition <laughs> or ac- not acquisition uh, easy op- op- opponent. opponent. Actually, Minnesota have had injury trouble as well, right? I think it was a preseason or early in the season they lost Kevin Molino. And yeah. is Findlay injured as well? I, I can't remember, but yeah. he may I feel, be. I feel like there was a number of players that it that you would have pegged maybe as starting players like mm-hmm. Findlay. Um, but then it doesn't really matter because they they brought in someone. They who can brought win. in someone who can basically create magic on their own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so many teams miss that, including the Whitecaps, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the last game we played against Minnesota was. Mm-hmm. One of the most frustrating games terrible of game. the season for the Whitecaps. Absolutely Whitecaps. terrible. The, the Whitecaps lost 1-0, and they conceded after Minnesota went down to 10 men. Yeah. And they played against 10 men for 40 minutes, mm-hmm. and yeah, Ibarra got a goal um, yeah, a, few, a few minutes after the red yeah, card. Basically, I remember that game. Basically, all it was was crosses to Kamara, Kamara who, wasn't who, was marked, <laughs> who wasn't in the box, or when he was in the box, was marked by three central defenders. Yeah, yeah. Not ideal, not at all. Um, we saw we, we've discussed already that it's a four two three one for Minnesota. Vancouver have been playing 
442, looking at the history of like how these tactics have evolved, not not in the MLS, but like more in mm. Europe and things like that. The 442 or the 4231 is there to exploit a 442. So mm-hmm. will we just be easy pickings for Minnesota? I um, for feel like this game? that would be true because there's not going to be, especially with the 442, you're basically just letting Darwin Quintero sit between your two lines of four. Yep. And basically do whatever he wants. Yeah. He can shoot from outside the box and he can score from that far out. So And if you can and if you commit, commit a, a defender to him. Ramirez is there or someone yeah, on the way. So wings. he can make a pass. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think maybe it's not popular to make a tactical adjustment just for one player, but if you're gonna do it just for one player, I would say Well, he's set the league on fire. I yeah, I would say I can't that. think of many players that have done better than him like so instantaneously for a team. Yeah, um, he's he's really been fantastic. Yeah, I'm like it's gotten to the point with the Whitecaps sometimes that I'm excited to watch the game because of the other team and what kind of players they have, mm-hmm. or just to see a team with a structure sometimes. Yeah, you know, well, they have an identity. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Adrian and in, is, in a sense that identity is sit their defensive unit sits kind of deeper yeah. the back four. Yeah, that, I sit think that's deeper, fair. Don't push that far up, and then from what I've seen, that's definitely how then the rest of them once it gets out on the run. Go on the run mm-hmm. and see what happens, and Quin- look for Quintero. Well, if the play game through Quintero, the game is at BC Place this weekend. Yeah, so that'll definitely like be a, to their advantage. And the Whitecaps are are the ones under pressure to to, to get win. a win. Um, they're equal on games right now, but Minnesota have two more, more points. points. Yeah, so yeah, like it, the onus is on Vancouver to go and get a result here. Well, this is worth six points then. Yeah, it's you, you could it's say a it's six, six point swing. Yeah, in a sense, I've always found that phrase kind of interesting the six pointer because yeah but well, it's, it's true you, you the swing. get three points and they don't yeah exactly points. and well, especially I, I don't think we're quite at that stage of the season yet but we're getting I there i feel like we're well we have a rot right now which is kind of different like but it's summer and basically yeah. how the summer goes is how your season goes i think that's a fair fair shot yeah um minnesota though have not had a clean sheet since may um i if you had to pick a weakness for this team and like I'm not. I'm not pitching them as like the best team in the league right now. They're they're only. Um, I think they're right underneath the playoff line. Their weakness is in the back. Yeah. Um, they. I think that's a little bit due to their wingers. Not tracking not back. Not tracking back okay. enough. Yeah. Um, um, they don't like. They don't have the most experienced uh, backline. According to who scored, their most common back four is uh, Mears, Boxall, Calvo, and Thiessen. Thiessen. Like yeah, none of those. Is, Mears is old. Experience, but all, old. but old ultimately. Um, so you don't expect him necessarily to be pushing yeah. forward that Ka- much. Calvo is a good defender, but Boxall Boxall is not having a good season. Not a great yeah, CB. and Bobby Shuttleworth is um, a good goalie. He's a fantastic goalie. Not but, outstanding, but okay, he's okay. He, he can he can steal a game or two. Yeah, I think it was. He's not a bad goalie. <laughs> I think I think he's a very good goalie. So. You're happy with the job that uh, Adrian Heath has done with his team so far? You know what? I think I think yes because he has actually a lot of experience with expansion sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, Orlando, he, Orlando City, yeah. but before that in the USL when they were incorporated yeah. as well. I, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. which I could be wrong, he was there when they got the team started yeah. as well. So and he, he's, he's always going to be the angriest man in MLS for me, mm-hmm. but I know he's more than that. I'm I'm above the, uh, you know, that first impression that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Well, that kind of concludes our uh, Minnesota United preview. We're not going to do Do You Know Who I Am, Nick. Okay. But during a very boring meeting today, <laughs> but during a very boring meeting today at work, a lot. Some people might be familiar with the game called um, Make Your Own Adventure. Or choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure, yeah. Um, it goes by I different names. Call it in North um, so, Nick, I've gazed into your future. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I've seen this vision, okay? So come along with me on this okay. journey, okay? okay? So for those of you who don't know what's going on, I've written a full script of a story with all these different permutations, and Nick is going to be presented with options that he'll have to pick. So it's like one of those like word video games okay. that like we're really... Text-based adventure. Yeah, a text-based adventure. <laughs> That's basically what's happening. So... Uh, AFTN listeners, come on me with this journey. Nicholas, the okay. year is 2018. Okay. After a 1-0 loss to Colorado, where Stefan Marinovic punched the ball off Breck Shea's head into the top corner of the goal. Mm-hmm. So that's the setting right now. Yeah. Spike has dropped his head in disappointment. 
Pamu Duka was seen crying on the bench. Robbo remained stoic as he departed the field, flanked by security guards who stopped him several times to pat him down. You walk towards downtown and arrive at a crossroads near waterfront. Do you turn left or right, Nick? Uh, um, yeah, let's go right. Let's go right? Let's okay. Go right. You have chosen right. <laughs> this leads you to the, to the front of a tall building on the waterfront. You are drawn inside by this weird music, and there's an elevator waiting for you, suspiciously. You can choose to go to the second, the third, or the fifth floor. Which one do you choose? Uh, as a tall person, let's go to the tallest floor, so fifth floor. <laughs> you chose the fifth floor, Nicholas. And when the door opens, it's mayhem. You can see balloons and confetti flying everywhere. You see Carl Valentine giving a piggyback to Martin Pert in jubilation. White is the color is blaring on full blast in the background. Stuart Kerr is leading a Congo line. Do you A, join the Congo line? B, try to find a quiet room to figure out what's up. C, run away as fast as you can as you sense evil. um i'm I'm gonna go with uh yeah i I enjoy figuring things out so (laughs) yeah i'm intrigued by this mystery that is the logic logical thing to do um just for reference we're only page one of four in so sit tight everybody you tried to muscle your way through the crowd and you're pretty sure greg anderson just kicked you in the face as he tried to attempt a keg stand gordon forrest has passed out next to an empty box of wine you constantly have to remove confetti from your eyes as it's all over the place. You realize that the confetti is a strange color. You, you look closer. It's actually money. This is an Alfonso Davies transfer fee party. Your theory is confirmed when you see a nice sculpture of Davies being tripped by Will Johnson. <laughs> you make it to a side office, gasping for air. Do you A, look around the office some more? B, make a break for it out the window? Or C, call TSN 1040 and tell, tell Donnie and the Moj to get down here as soon as they can. Uh, hmm. I guess this mystery has me intrigued. I, I <laughs> You're will look investigate some more. Okay. I'll see what I can find. Maybe I'll find some transfer. Ooh, you see a laptop. It's open. Uh, you look at what tabs are there. There's a few angry emails to the NDP about the World Cup. A tab with Canadian Premier League news, as well as a copy of Alfonso Davies' transfer agreement. Do you A, smash the computer, B, keep looking around the room, or C, tweet the transfer agreement? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I will, I will go with, I'm looking for something more juicy, I oh, guess. Oh, there's something it, more juicy, Nick. Okay, Thank you so for choosing that one. Me. I was hoping you would go this way. Uh, you keep looking around the room some more. Uh, there's a weird light blue glow in one of the corners. You investigate. You find Bobo huddled in a corner, radiating blue energy. You understand without asking that this is the energy of an international transfer satisfaction. <gasps> Bobo reaches out a hand. Do you take his hand, Nick? Yes. Yes, I'll you, take his hand. You take his... Oh, <laughs> the adventure continues. You take his hand, and your mind is immediately transported in space and time. You blink your eyes to adjust to this new bright light. Where are you, you ask yourself? You are in MLS front, ro- front office spirit realm. Every ten feet, there is a statue of King Don. Bobo, gliding like a ghost, leads you to a dark cave. You see a MLS discovery rights machine churning in the corner. Andrew, Andrew Weeby <laughs> is sounds about right. Andrew Weeby is mumbling some nonsense about At- Atlanta United with bloodshot eyes. Doyle is angrily tre- tweeting about Donald Trump in a frenzy. You feel overwhelmed. You need to get out of here. Do you a give Weeby a slap and make it make a run for it? B uh, try to grab Bobo's hand to get back to the real world. C curl up in a ball and cry. <laughs> Uh, this seems pretty scary, so I will leave. You make a lunge for Bobo, who hisses like a serpent, but you brush one of his arm hairs, and which is enough to transfer you back to the uh, your, to your earthly body. You know it's time to go, especially since you see Robbo intently waiting outside of the office with fists clenched. Do you A, stop him and talk tactics and how the 442 isn't working anymore? B. Call Russell Tybert over and try to distract Bobo or Robbo, sorry, with his questionable hats and make a break for it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go with D. Okay. I'll get the heck out of there. <laughs> Russell succeeds. On the way to the elevator, you pass Alfonso Davies quietly sipping a Canada Dry in the corner of the hectic party. Kai Kamara is still handing out shots. You make it to the elevator at last and make it to the ground floor. 
you can't believe what you've seen. You go home and try and sleep it off. Thank you for playing, Nick. Why <laughs> Vancouver Whitecaps that choose sounds, your own adventure? That sounds like a nightmare. That was one of only two permutations where you didn't end up as uh, as Don Garber's personal slave for a couple of years. That would be uh, terrible. Techni- <laughs> technically contracted to fate, some, not fate, MLS. <laughs> worse. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think that was fun. It took me almost an hour to write all of that, but... Um, okay. I think we went on an adventure. I, I liked it. Um, good. Um, that was this week's Do You Know Who I Am, I guess. Yeah, that was this week's Do You Know Who I Am. Yeah. Okay. Acid trip. <laughs> yeah. okay. Exactly. Um, all right, let's talk Vancouver. Um, the Montreal game just happened, so let's go on a bit of like a freestyle about mm-hmm. that. I watched the game. You, yeah. you didn't have a chance. Have what a chance. questions would you ask? Yeah. Who is uh, the Whitecaps' best player? I can't even answer that question. Um, who was it? I think Russell Tybert. I, I'm going to go on a rant in a second about Tybert. Okay. He covered, like, he just distributed the ball really well. De Jong, maybe, mm-hmm. and mm, Jordi Reyna would be my top three. Mm. Uh, Reyna was really getting onto the ball, so mm. it was really good to see him do that. And um, who was the Whitecaps' worst player? Oosh. Hard to pick one, to be honest. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention Nerwinski had a fantastic game as well. Breck Shea didn't cover himself in glory. Like, he got into good spots, but it was just a good performance. A 2-0 win for the Whitecaps. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordi Reyna was set up by Nerwinski, who did one of his big overlaps. So, and they, then, won, so they won in no regular time. time? Yeah, yeah. Um, the second goal was a penalty. A little iffy, uh, but, you know, no De Jong, De Jong was taken. There's no VAR in Canadian Championship. Yeah. Because then you'd have to go set up VAR in uh, Ottawa and... Uh, yeah, that would be difficult. Who's the other team that played Ottawa? Oh, it was Blainville. It was Blainville, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's no VAR. But I, I think it was a fair call. De Jong was sent flying, but like it looked like the ball could have gone out of bounds. There was just a very clear desire in the team today. Mm. Like There wasn't any standing around. People were jumping into tackles. There was a couple of tackles that like I had I was like taken Nervous. aback. Yeah, like you know that few seconds where you're not sure which, which pocket gonna the referee is going to go. Yeah, like Daniil Henry, a couple of amazing sprawling tackles. But one or two that were kind of iffy. And... Uh, Diop, the Montreal goalie, made one of the best saves I've seen in a long time. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of the synthesis of the game. Mm-hmm. Juarez came on at some point because he's suspended anyway. He came on for Gazal. Um, the Caps pay- played probably close to their best team. Uh, maybe Like an A team, B team, or a mix? It was definitely closer to A team. I think the only player that we don't see at a regular basis who did play was Russell Tyber. Mm. But he was one of the best players. So my argument is Tyber should be playing. Right, I like. I know Felipe is a good player, yeah. but just in in the uh, interest of the balance of how that midfield works, you, I think Tybert does a lot more good. Defensive yeah. mindedness is yeah. I I know people useful. have issues with his consistency, but I I really don't see uh, like I, I well, his not this year at the very beginning he was fantastic was until Felipe took his spot right. Yeah. But it's just I think every, people get frustrated with the lack of his lack of forward, lack passes. Of forward passes. There was a couple which today. Does a lot, yeah, so. which Felipe is all about forward passes. Yeah. Um. So I I can understand the debate there, but based on today's performance, if I had to pick a team, mm-hmm. not considering fatigue and things like that, I would put um the same team out there and put Tybert in the midfield instead of Felipe mm-hmm. as one of our regulars. We don't know as of yet if Alfonso Davies is going to be available at a regular basis. Um, there yeah, was some. Gonna be interesting. There was some quote, quotes um, from uh, Byron's side that they have some control over his playing time, mm. but you have to think that he's not just going to sit on the bench the entire season, right? Yeah, that would be a waste for them. Yeah, too. and the, the way that he's been talking too, like he's pretty. He said, well, publicly anyway, he's happy that he's sticking around until the end of the season. Yeah. Um, well, I guess. That's good for him, you know. You get yeah. closure. Well, you it's don't just well, leave it's, in the middle, and it's the international transfer thing as well. He yeah. he doesn't turn eighteen, 18 until yeah. November, so you can't move until the next window, which is a great rule. I really like it. It's a pain in football manager when you can't find that Brazilian, but uh, <laughs> it, it's a good rule. So we set the running order more based on the previous uh, game that the Whitecaps lost. But Our, there's still. It's still an issue. One game doesn't change a trend, right? Yeah. So the trend that we're discussing now is how do we deal with red card issues? Do you think Robbo is handling team discipline properly? No, I don't think so. I would contrast that with Tata in Atlanta, where there's this huge kind of kerfuffle with Barco. Yeah, yeah. And he's on the bench. And he's on the bench for two weeks. For breaking a team rule. Oh, really? Apparently. Yeah. Like, apparently it came out during, like, 
It wasn't probably wasn't supposed to come out, but Tata was like, "Yeah, I disciplined him because he was." <laughs> being did you Did you hear what the rumor was? What he was making romantic overtures to a one of his teammates' girlfriends. Well, that I think that's a reasonable bench, <laughs> reasonable reason to bench. How is that in your team rules? <laughs> Why not, dude? You don't want you don't want to be Terry. Uh, what was his John name? Terry? John Terry. Yeah. You know, no. You know who a better example is, and I think I'm right with this story. It's Mauro Icardi. Who actually married one of his team? I think it was Andrea Cassano's wife. Or wife. Wow. They're, they're married right now, and she's his agent, which is nuts. Um, I mean, like Icardi's agent, and Icardi's nice. like Inter's captain. So, so, like, think about that kind of scale. Yeah, right. right. We have to say that it's only rumors right now about the Barco girlfriend thing, but quite credible sources have come out and said that. But I think the way you can contrast that with how Bravo is handling what's going on in the team, and think about well, how many red cards has Atlanta gotten? I don't think seven. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Well, Juarez has what? Two or three now? Juarez has... I think he has two. Okay. There was the game where him and Reyna got sent so, off at the same time? Yeah. And then there was this one? Yeah. But and it's were, more... It's but more they were a, both very stupid. Oh, absolutely. Cards, they were dumb. They were easily... And for someone who is brought in to be a that's, quote unquote that was my next veteran point. Yeah. presence, that was what we were sold when he came in, and that's and not what we have gotten. And that's not what we have gotten. Yeah, yeah. I get it. You're passionate or whatever. Yeah, but but he, he has apologized, and like I, I know there's yeah he's, the whole tongue in cheek. He does sound contrite when he's saying these apologies, but he has to prove with his actions. And can yeah. you blame Whitecaps fans for thinking that he hasn't earned another chance? No. Yeah. I, mean, I agree. Like, I agree. If he gets moved because based on that, which I don't think is going to happen, I, I absolutely don't think that's going to happen. But if he does get moved, I don't think he can have any qualms about that. No, I don't think so. But because... but he did show today, and I know it's only twenty minutes that he played, that he was working hard and he didn't get a red. He didn't get it. Well, twenty minutes is a very short time to get a red. Although Perez, who came on, got a yellow card like ninety seconds after he came on for kicking De Jong or something like that. There you go. But I mean, it can't happen. Frank, or what, not Frank Lampard. Steven Jarrett got a red card, card 60, 60 seconds, seconds after. Yeah. He was a sub, too. So, you know, it can happen, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. A red yeah. card is a red card. We, but I think there's they have had seven red cards sounds, in the year. Sounds right to me. And it seems that, like the right number. I think has to do with maybe, I don't, I don't know, well, I don't know how the, how the, what, what it has to do with. But from an outsider's perspective, like, looking in at what's happening and just looking at the, the kind of how everybody acts mm-hmm. it just seems like it's a little bit maybe it's a little too chummy yeah i can you see know? that like it's a little bit there's, too friendly there's, there's favorites you know, there's and there's no, not favorites well there's no you know i've never heard of like maybe somebody should be publicly disciplined yeah and that would send a message that well, these the, red cards are unacceptable. Th- there's multiple motivations for that to and, send but, a message but, to the team, to send a message to the fans. The fans and yeah, then once you send the message to the fans, the fans will hold the players even more accountable, right? Yeah. Now. But I feel like recent like with all these red cards, what has it always been? It's been Bad somebody discipline. gets a red no, somebody gets a red card. What happens next training session is that person is sent out oh, to apologize, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. But what does this apology mean if you just go out and you do a red card, yeah. a stupid red card again. Yeah. Like no, then, it's a it's a fair criticism. Absolutely. Then then there's no you know, and if it's just oh you did something bad and you apologize, well guess what? People never learn from. Yeah. They learn from that, yeah. and they learn that they can get away with that. I'm a yeah. teacher. I know that. Yeah. Like if you don't discipline a person, you don't actually are not going to change their behavior. Yeah, I agree. I'm not saying you can't talk to them. But there should be some consequence for their action. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like we're being let in. Like yeah. the, no, the I agree. fans I agree. are being let in on like what are these consequences? Yeah, and we like we do hear the players with these apologies, but we want and to apologies see apologies are we, nice. We want to see action. Like apology is is right thing to do. But apology is nice. We need to see more discipline from the team. Yeah. Um, switching gears quite dramatically, the goals have dried up a little bit. What's your explanation for that? Um, well, Davies wasn't being played for the last a two lot games, of them. <laughs> I guess. Uh, if you don't have Davies, he's your main outlet for creativity. Yeah. So. Okay, but we're we're very soon going to be faced with the reality where we don't have him. Yes. What's so, what do we change? Like, what? Just a general idea that you have about how? What would you change in a more general sense? Um, well, they need to find somebody who either 
they they need to what you would need to do is either you do you find a like for like replacement for Davies? I don't think someone. <laughs> well, Quintero would be like a good example of that, but yeah, but you maybe there's somebody floating around in the world who's a well, good winger. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see this. I don't necessarily see them um, bringing someone in. Bringing someone it's, in it's until the off season. Well, yeah, it's important to everyone. Everyone probably knows this already because it's been discussed to death. But the Whitecaps do get a hundred percent of the fee. Yeah, and there's rules about how you use that fee yeah. that it has to go towards you know soccer yeah. related now, activities, th- right? If I would contrast this with, say, for example, Josie Altidore's transfer fee mm-hmm. from like a couple, you know, years ago when he left. You mean when or? he left? Yeah, when he left New York Red Bulls. Yeah. They got that fee, and then they invested it in their club, and look at all this homegrown talent that they have. Yes. I wouldn't mind that. I mean, it's a longer-term thing, and mm-hmm. maybe you know New York Red Bulls suffered a little bit from it in yeah. the short run. That was 2008 when he left Red Bulls. Yeah. They have probably the best academy in the league. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like, look at how much... Like, they're easily able to... You know, it, it feels like they're easily able to... They were able to replace Dax McCarty. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a fantastic midfielder. Then the their second team like wins the USL. Stuff. I think they yeah, I think they got to the well in the USL. Yeah. I, maybe they didn't win, but yeah. Um Davies has been announced. Uh we've kind of mentioned the likelihood that he plays. I just don't overplay him would be one thing, right? Cuz yeah. he will get a break. Um he can't move until January. Cap yeah. season's probably going to be done in October yeah. or November if we're being optimistic, which I'm not. Yeah, um, he was in Philadelphia with the Bayern team who are doing their preseason. Yeah. That's probably why he didn't play today. Mm-hmm. He'll probably be back for the weekend. Maybe give him a break from all the mm-hmm. the you know excitement. Um, one thing that we haven't written down it just came to my head. We talk a lot about tactics and a player's tactical intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. A player that's developed in Bayern and Barcelona and those kind of clubs will have this drilled into them from a young age. Do you think that's going to be a disadvantage for Davies in his in his uh, Bundesliga career? Maybe, I guess you can look at Bayern and they do promote a lot of "quote unquote" homegrown players. Yes, yeah. or they poach other teams' homegrown players, or they poach on other free teams transfers. Players. Yeah, they look at like Muller. Yeah. he came from their academy. Yeah, there's who, there's more. Who else? There's, oh, Philip Lam came. Philip Lam came yeah. from their academy, but then you look at other Neuer. He didn't come from there. No, academy. He, Schalke was Neuer. Um. And same with Hummels, obviously. Yeah. There was uh, um, Dortmund. Yeah. Like, Lewandowski was Dortmund. So, so all these, you know, player. It's not... I don't think it's necessarily a disadvantage. No. For him. But, like, he will be behind in that area. Like, yeah. But like he'll it, just have to learn. But he either you learn or you don't. Yeah, absolutely. No, right? Like, you, you either put your... You either do put in the effort or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. Um, so back to the game. We talked four four two for the White Caps. Do we make an adjustment? Never a back three. <laughs> That's um, just a rule moving forward with yeah. the White Caps. Maybe go back to the four two three one. Yeah, because the four two three one matches the four two three one really here's well. Here's the thing, but I also would be interested to see: Has anybody tried to man mark Quintero? I'm sure people have tried. He's only been here like not not many games. Um, let me see. I, like, yeah, he's made sixteen appearances. That's not a lot of a big no. sample size. Who would you have man marking? Gazelle or Tybert? Tybert. But you yeah. might be Tybert. But but yes, true. But you're also stopping. You're you're kind of curbing Tybert's. Um, yeah. Other like, skill set by making yeah. him a man marker. He can do it. He's one he of the biggest players yeah. on the team, or he was at least back in the day. But um, I, I can see that. But if Felipe was in there instead, then Quintero would basically get a free reign, right? Yeah. Because Gazelle is kind of the anchor. He doesn't float, float too much. much. Yeah. Maybe that's another thing, another reason we could play Tybert in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Key roles. Who, who, like, what area of the field needs to perform to get us a result here? We need to, out in the wide spaces, for sure. That's my answer as well. Yeah, the um, wingers need to step up. Tichero played well today, um, but can, definitely has another gear in him. Mm-hmm. And Reina, Reina is a floaty player as well. Um, yeah, Brexhay started in left wing today at, at the Montreal game. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, obviously it didn't seem to go from your 
perspective didn't seem to be good. He wasn't bad. He just wasn't good either. But then I don't I don't really necessarily see him starting on on the weekend. On, on the weekend. Well, if Davies isn't available, it's him or well, him Tchera, Ibini. Ibini. Um god, all our white players are so forgettable. I can't think of anybody. Like there's not an abundance of choice there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously the preferred one would be Davies, yeah. but Talking about midfield dynamics, we, we you mentioned about uh, dropping perhaps Tybert back there. Yeah. But he's not the, he's not the only threat that um, that Minnesota have. It's like those surging runs, it's, and then yeah. Schuler getting on the ball is like he's he kind of pass. quarterbacking yeah. as, as well. Uh, like if if I think if we saw the level of desire in the midfield that I saw today, then the weekend game is less daunting. But I'm not co- confident that that same kind of winning the second ball mentality will be there. Hmm. Um, it's like this is a good midfield as well. Like, mm-hmm. how many times have we seen the Caps get overrun this yeah. year? Yeah. It's just been it's been too frequent, right? Well, that kind of does have to go with how they're tactically set up, though. Yeah, I mean, when you're Which only will playing, depend a lot on the formation. Yeah, then. if you're only playing with two central midfielders and they have three, well, yeah, you're gonna get run around. You're gonna get, and if one of them is Quintero, you're you're gonna get even worse. Yeah. Actually, an issue that we didn't list on the running order is goalkeeper. So, Morenovic played today, mm-hmm. kept a clean sheet, didn't have to make too many amazing saves mm-hmm. from what I can what I can tell. Oh, there was one miss, Nick, by Mankosu. Mm-hmm. He, oh, you should have to watch it. It's almost unexplainable. But it anyway, was one of those, like, tap-ins and then somehow but he But he it. left it because I think he thought it was offside and he thought that the ball would go in. Yeah. But he wasn't offside and the ball didn't go, go in. in. So oh, okay. he had a tap in that he just left because he thought that he would, you know, disallow the goal, right? Yeah. Play the ball, I guess. Play the ball, play the say. whistle. Yeah. There's no VAR, I guess. But yeah. that, that, that's just like a game theory thing. Um, do we think Henry and Waston are better than Boxall and Calvo? My answer is yes. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think so. I, I mean, I looked up some numbers Hit me me with the numbers, Nick. So, in terms of, like, uh, interceptions, Henry has 2.3 per 90 Mm -hmm. for what he's played. Watson has 1.6. Boxel has 1.9. And then uh, 1.8 for Calvo. Calvo. Mm -hmm. Um, And then clearances as well. Henry has 6.7. Watson has 4.3. Boxel has 3.8. And then Calvo has 6. Okay. So, I mean, they're, they're com- not... They're comparable. They're comparable. Yeah. I mean, just based on the numbers, but then based I'm, on... I'm going more off feel. Like, Calvo, okay, Boxall feels like he has a mistake in him. Um, but then again, maybe the projected the lineup I was looking at isn't, you know, what they've been playing uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, Calvo, Calvo's a player that kind of makes He's, me feel calm, so I'm not too... I mean, he. I'd love to have him on the Whitecaps. He can be here. Yeah. Oh, so actually, last game. Sorry, just pull this up. So, um, like, it's brand new research for everyone. They played five at the back with a three and then a two. So, well, that would work well against the White Caps, especially. They don't need five. They don't need five at the back against the White Caps. Um, it's not. They don't need that many defenders, <laughs> especially if you play with like Kamara. Kamara like we, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm skeptical about that being their formation on the, on the mm. weekend. If Davies doesn't play, like what? Do we go longer? Do we go shorter? Do we just completely change the system? Like, we've just been so dependent on him. Yeah, we've been dependent on him because he's our best player. Uh, but so dependent. I don't think I've ever seen a team be more dependent on one player. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, like, as, what team that I follow anyway, yeah. like, consistently? I think the key is those set pieces, for sure. Mm-hmm. They're going to end... But I don't really see them... I mean, whether it's Davies playing out wide or someone else playing out wide, I guess the question is how much cross is... Mm-hmm. And the service from those crosses, how well will they work? Yeah, well, the service has... It's felt like it's been getting better from from dead balls. Like we were really frustrated earlier in the season mm-hmm. with that. But it feels like it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. What about the service from crosses? Um, Nerwinski has been good. Uh, but the wingers need a bit more. Yeah, and De Jong actually has been good too. De Jong, so yeah, like I think crosses our, from deep have been good. Yeah, like, uh, but Nowinski gets the byline a lot. But but like, I think maybe that's more of a plan is get your tuck your wingers in more. Yeah, and they like to float in the middle. Mm-hmm. Could, yeah, today that was a quite clear part of the game plan was mm-hmm. the big switch to Nerwinski, mm-hmm. who would go take a, the full back on one on one, and he's. 
Like he's, he's fast. He's been doing that since before he got drafted by the Whitecaps. So um, it's definitely part of his skill set. Um, let's look a bit more generally at the season. Who has stood out for you for the Whitecaps? Davies goes without saying. Yeah, um, but you just mentioned one, Nerwinski. Nerwinski, yeah. When he's actually played because Franklin's yeah. been in there. Yeah. and um, For me, it's De Jong. Mm. Uh, just having a really solid season. Today, he was immense as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone trending up that like it doesn't stand out but you think is slowly on the rise? Mine is Reina. Like, just um, just a string of good performances that he's put together. I wish we had seen more of much, actually. Yeah. I think his injury was badly. Trained. I think yeah. I think the injury was unfortunate. I mean, I can't really say he's trending up. He's kind of still question mark. But I've from when he's played, I've liked what I've seen. You know, yeah. his passing is good. His intelligence. He's got getting good, back into position he's is got a good. Good shot. Good shot. He's he's played in the Premier League. He's not a he's not a slouch. Yeah, he's per not. Se. He's got he earned that move. I believe he played for Cardiff before, and then he went to Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Palace yeah. after Cardiff, I believe. Okay. Uh, last question, just a kind of a binary thing. Do you think the Caps are more frustrating to watch at home? This is just a notion I've had. Yeah, I mean because their setup doesn't really work well mm-hmm. at home, and I think. There's the expectation when you're at home, especially in the MLS, if you want to do well, you need to make your home a fortress. fortress. Yeah. You need to win games at home. Yeah. Because there's that slight home edge, you know, that happens in any in in a lot of leagues around the world. Yeah. And hopefully that uh game today will kind of be a lift for the team. A much needed lift. Yeah. And you have much... to think in general, like we talked about the Davies transfer a lot, but being real, that is the biggest thing that's happened to this club in I don't years. know how many years. So, like, that could Since provide... Since, like, they won the Canadian Championship. <laughs> Maybe. Pamuduka on that hoverboard was one of the best moments of my yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in a, more, in a more general way, like, this could be a big lift for the club, you know? Yeah. Like, the exposure and the attention that, that you know, one of their guys is getting is... They, and they should be happy for him, too. Yeah, I mean, it should... They, obviously, they should be happy for him. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, he's your product. Yeah, and hopefully he plays on the weekend and, like... The eyes of the world will be watching every game that he plays. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Whitecaps have gained a lot of exposure mm-hmm. by having this, you know, transfer concluded. Like I would, like I would be surprised. There's no way we could actually measure this, but the metrics for the next game that the Whitecaps play, if Davies is playing, your like online viewership or your TV viewership could be double. Just so people, because people are wondering well, who, who is, is this, this guy, guy that yeah. Bayern Munich just signed, right? Yeah. You and. We like we kind of stumbled across this conclusion, but that's for for like in the forefront of the players' minds, right? Yeah. Like, you don't know who's watching. Exactly. And yeah. Where your next contract could be. Absolutely. And right. this is a key time as well. Like this immediate period after is like mm-hmm. a very crucial moment. All right, good. I think we've uh, exhausted many many subjects. Prediction game. The tally currently is I have twelve points from my early season surge. Uh, Gideon's on 10 and Nick is on 8 so you guys have kind of caught up a little bit um, as the season went on so not bad so uh, Nick let's get your predictions for this weekend Uh, for this weekend um, I think that we will see a Quintero goal oh okay (laughs) okay I also um, I also think we'll see a Quintero assist <laughs> putting all your what if he doesn't play like, what if he if he doesn't play then I'm screwed yeah I also think that we will see Gazal with 10 tackles 10 tackles that's quite a bit um I'll get Gideon's uh predictions later mine is an Ibsen goal because uh he's a really good player uh Kamara on the score sh- on the score sheet as well actually yeah let's go with that one and a yellow card for Waston because you can take that to the bank usually that's basically how you're winning. <laughs> I should say cars to Boston because it might be a straight straight red with that as well. Um, yeah, Nick, if people mm-hmm. would like to get in touch with you in order yeah. to share their disappointment in your opinions, where can they reach you? At SpaceAgeRobot56. At SpaceAgeRobot56. I always think 86 because of 86 forever. But. 86 forever. <laughs> um, your competition. I am at JoeDCVan, uh, no longer at CheesyDeezy. You can tweet me to request um, cute pictures of my uh, son, who is the most adorable child in the world. Whitecaps have won 50% of the game since mm-hmm. he's been born, contrary to Michael McCall's belief that okay. um, the Caps have lost every game since my son has been born, Okay, which was true for a week. Um, <laughs> How much do you think your child will go on the transfer market? Ooh. <laughs> Are we going like... 
Will there be another like Neymar transfer in the near future with that kind of money? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. You Maybe. think he will bring in Neymar money? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's half Canadian, half Irish, so a solid career at centre back in the second league of France would be a good you'd, thing you'd to be go happy with. with yeah, that? You know, <laughs> you know, red card every fourth game. A red card every fourth game. <laughs> no. Canadian Premier League, that's where we're aiming. Canadian Premier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you that's it. That's it's coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh have you seen the logo for Pacific FC? Um no, not yet. It looks okay. The color scheme is blue? out there a little bit. No, it's like starfish purple is one of them. Okay. And then light blue is the other. It's an okay logo. Yeah. Um yeah. There's well, some, I don't some know. nice I can always get behind light blue. Light blue. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely gonna go to the island for a few of those games. There's gonna be no team for the first season in the lower mainland, right? So yeah, that'd or be good. Victoria, Victoria, right? Yeah, or, it's in Victoria. Yeah, Victoria is, uh, you know, fantastic. Yeah, I was just over on the island, so. Oh, nice. Scouting for future players. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to the AFTN podcast. I'm Joe DC. That's Nicholas Ruprecht. Um, thanks very much for listening. Your feedback. We didn't reach out for questions this week, but we always love listening to your feedback. Catch the Sunday show at uh, it's nine or eleven on Sunday night at CITR. Radio at 101.3. Um, yeah, Michael and the guys do a great show. I can't make it there anymore because I have a baby. <laughs> Excuses. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't... I, yeah, it's a, it's a long haul out there to get there. But uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening and enjoy the game. When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon, crackly reception, interference, cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it, you know? Legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half time, pipe for dad, mum's at home making the tea. Oh, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm?